Welcome to the show, morning, noon, or night, from a cast that may be all too white. Today we review Dolomite, episode 303 with all the appeal from the podcast where we keep it real to real. We have all the pizzazz. I'm Nick. I'm Chaz. I'm Dan. And I'm Cass. And holy shit, who's on the phone? I'm Brad. <laughs> well, we got you on the scene. We want to welcome you to Movie Theater Time Machine. <laughs> you've been you've been sitting on this one for a while. I, okay. <laughs> I was up till two in the morning coming up with this. <laughs> I got to bed around three. <laughs> so, um, loyal listeners who have been here a while, I mean, this is probably like. This is probably going to be one of our biggest shows we've done for a very long oh, yeah. time and will be for a while. I want to welcome Brad Jones. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to introduce myself since you you look more like me than me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I used to have a uh, I used to have a uh, Linkara hat, but uh, it is it has gotten kind of smashed up. Yeah. I, I was going to do that. Yeah, I just imagine I would look at the camera and go, Dad? <laughs> yes, it's I knew I had a son somewhere out there. <laughs> For sure. How are you, man? How you doing? Good, good. Yeah. Tired. Full editing day. Yeah, I get you. We really appreciate you joining this. And yeah. the... Um, I have so many questions on this and like for many, many things, but um, I know you reviewed Dolomite, like was it like 10 years ago you did it? I, I had hair when I reviewed Dolomite. Um, Me too. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I had hair. I was, uh, a, I think I was a little heavier than, yeah. it was about 2011, 2012, maybe, maybe even before then but yeah that's that's an older one that's yeah. that's, a, that's that's an older one yeah thanks to nick i didn't even know this movie existed before so <laughs> oh you're happy though am i happy is that a sarcastic thing that, uh mm. <laughs> there's a certain level of innocence we're not getting back uh, no i mean guys it could have been existo no, no, uh, again like oh that do not do that to me again have you seen that one existo no don't do it trust Stay me with it. don't do it it's no dolomite. Yeah, there, there's a. Um, see, at least, at least I remember can... I was doing shots in that episode. <laughs> um, it was like I think it was whenever you saw the boom mic, I would like yeah. Uh, yeah. do a shot, and I was I was really doing it too. I was yeah. really doing a shot when that happened. So you did and like the a day that that video went up. It was just like by sheer coincidence that my episode and. Doug's, I, I can't remember what it was that he was reviewing, but both of them had like an ongoing gimmick where we were doing shots and <laughs> whatever it was we were talking about. <laughs> nice. So you got like 11, 12 shots in. Ooh. Got something that's, like that. That's how old that video is that I would still like do something like gimmicky like that in a review. <laughs> we had a gimmick when we when we last reviewed D Dolomite when we were doing the uh, the improv guest thing yeah. and, and our character was Vegemite. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God, that's right. You forgot we used to do improv? <laughs> no, but I forgot about I forgot about the Vegemite character. I, yeah. I can't I, remember anything the game. Yeah, Vegemite, <laughs> and then I just started doing random Australian stereotypes. Cool. Somehow, I remember, yeah, I remember talking oh, about a blooming onion. I, 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 English. Like, I really don't know how the fuck that came about. That was, <laughs> my Australian accent just sounds like yeah. a Brit with a head cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so, but try. <laughs> Have you seen a racer head? Oh yeah! Oh lord! Yeah! 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 <laughs> Many yeah. times. I'm still thankful for my innocence, though. Yeah, yeah, that that one, yeah, that that one we will not bring back. That one was just before we joined up on the podcast, so it's like you know what? I'm good. Yeah, we can, we can leave yeah. it like that. Yeah, my first introduction is telling somebody else to go fuck themselves. I'm like, I'm welcome there. <laughs> <laughs> I bought my video store's copy of that movie, like. Like uh, when, yeah, because it was kind of it was kind of hard to own that movie at the time. Like so, and this was like a transition between going from VHS to DVD that a lot of video stores were doing. So they were getting yeah. rid of a lot of their tapes. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take a Razorhead, like yeah. two bucks. <laughs> yeah, does anyone really own a Razorhead? The Razorhead owns you, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it one of those, or is it just like through something like you fall asleep on the couch and then it just engulfs you? Because after seeing that, you never really, never really the same. Why was there a lady in the radiator stomping on giant sperm? It was horrible. <laughs> okay, I kind of want to see. Uh, it. I've seen, I've seen four ET porno. Oh. So uh, okay, yeah. Eraserhead's kind of normal. <laughs> yeah, you, you win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> as normal as my dinner with Andre for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I did want to ask you one thing since you brought it up with how you chose. How did you choose the porn that you reviewed? And like, how, like, when, when did it get to the point where it's like, okay, it kind of feels too much like a job? <laughs> the, uh, funny thing about that is uh, those are the episodes that I do whenever I kind of need a break. Like, um, they weirdly, they don't feel like a job necessarily when I'm doing those because they don't take very long to do. Those, right. epi those, those episodes are very short because I'm yeah. mainly just working with the non-porn footage. Right, um, yeah. Like, well, yeah. I can't. I can't show that. Like, um, so, no. uh, yeah, they, they take like only like part of a day to watch, write, edit, and, and post it. So that's a pretty relaxing day when I got to do those. And I think it just kind of, the second episode I did was porno Holocaust, <laughs> and, but that was like kind of a mixture. That wasn't really like a porn parody. It was just kind of a mixture of horror and, and porn and it just happened to be like the second episode I did but then around I think around when I did E.T. the porno is when like that genre was getting spotlighted a little bit more and that that movie I just happened to find at a convention <laughs> um, it was the first it was the first convention we did uh cinema wasteland and there was like uh you know there was a lot of dvd tables and one of them had um it wasn't just porn. It just had a bunch of weird stuff. And so we just saw like the, the side of the spine of it that said ET the porno. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I lifted it up and the cover was like, it was like the cover of ET with the finger and whatnot. But right here, it was just like an ass and it just made me laugh so hard. And I saw the pictures on the back of the box yeah, and was exactly. like, I got to figure out some way to spotlight this. I would have bought it. That's, that's the thing. I would have bought that. It sounds like that's yeah. where the wall of smut moved, too. That's entirely possible. Yep. It was um, at old uh, Anime Boston. There was this one booth at the um, in, in the dealer's room that advertised the wall of smut. <laughs> and they were there for I yeah. think like three years, and then they vanished. And they yeah. vanished. It was very sad. Yeah, that's where I used to buy all the uh, the really 
the X-rated Otami games. Yeah. Just so I could see what they were about. And then I oh, used like, to play... Like Butt Sex Prison? But, yes. <laughs> and I Is that used a to... title action? No. It's, not, it's just what, it's just what no, we ended up calling it's what I ended it, but it's, it. it's basically the plot. Uh, but I used to you know, play tricks on my friends and I would take stills <laughs> and I would uh, put them on the backgrounds of their uh, computers when they weren't looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do stuff like that. Like yeah. change my friends' backgrounds. Uh, one time I... I uh, I pranked a buddy of mine years and years ago and made his screensaver um, the blue screen of death. Oh, no. So he just kept getting confused why that kept popping up. Oh, that's brutal. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with my computer, man? I moved the mouse and it's fine. <laughs> I'm still disturbed by the makeup job on that Pikachu and that. Porn parody. Oh, like, stroke him on. Yes! It's impressive. Like, uh, yeah, they they put a lot of work into their their costuming in there. It was between the makeup on Strokemon and the suit in um, SpongeBob Square Nuts. Oh, yeah, that, it's like the, uh, the Ninja Turtles suits from Ten Inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, <laughs> yeah, they. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's she's really nice too. Like that's um, stunt casting right there. She yeah yeah exactly. Like um no they they put some work into their like costume department and and, and stuff. Yeah, th- those are fun to do. Like those episodes. Oh, like I mean you know largely because they're quick episodes to do. Yeah. But I've seen so many of them that they don't like. Uh, it just seems normal to me now. Like I don't know, somewhere around seeing four ET porns and a couple of Sasquatch ones. Now it's sort of like okay, there's Sonic the Hedgehog getting banged. Oh god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or the beavers and butthead porno and tug rat. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beaver and butt face and uh, tug rats. <laughs> That's one of those. I like. I, I like the jokes you do. Like, can you tell me like how you come up with the jokes for this? Because there's like one of my favorite jokes that you ever did was I think you were reviewing a Sean Connery movie, <laughs> and it cut back to you, and it's an edit in of your crotch exploding, and. <laughs> And then it goes here and it goes and then deadpan and you go, I don't worry, I've got four left. Oh yeah, yeah. That might have been one of the Bond movies. Yeah. Um yeah, might have been one of the Bond movies or maybe Zardoz. Probably probably one of the Bonds. Um it's like when I'm writing it, it's just kind of a stream of consciousness. Like oh, really? the movie. Yeah, the movie's playing, and so I'm just kind of writing down jokes that are coming to my head as as i'm watching it um a, a majority of them i keep some i cut out for time but um no that, that that's really all that it all that it is and like doing it so long you you get a flow going definitely because yeah. they were written a lot differently when the show first started because mm-hmm. the, t- the tone was a little different when it first started because we started around when YouTube first began and YouTube had a time limit at the time. It was like 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so like uh, the episodes had to be short. So they were, they were nonlinear. They were written a lot differently. They were performed a lot differently. I I also wasn't really used to doing comedy at the time either. I just kind of happened upon this as a lark. (laughs) Like, uh, so when I was starting and everything, the more it went on, the more, you know, I was kind of developing like a comedic voice, better comedic timing, better writing skills and all that. 
because yeah when i first started yeah my experience was in like exploitation movies and like dramas and i was i was usually playing a bad guy whenever i was acting and stuff um i think at that point i'd probably played as a serial killer like three times in something so then doing comedy yeah it's uh it, it took some getting used to Damn. Work for like what leslie nielsen in airplane because he was a drama guy oh yeah yeah it was, it was pure drama before uh yeah before, before he realized what he could do he yeah just, but deadpan yeah. is what yeah. makes it work yeah he yeah. just said he said something really funny really <laughs> deadpan Mm -hmm. really seriously it made made a 40 years of a career out of don't call me Shirley. (laughs) yeah 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 doing deadpan is great like i love doing that i love playing like the straight man and stuff and there's still some times where i'll I'll play like a bad guy in something (laughs) is there anything that you're doing right now that you've done like i know you've done some cinema snob stuff um obviously but you uh it's been a while since you did a your own movie yeah, uh, the last big movie we did was it was another cinema snob movie. Uh, I did a just like a, a really micro budgeted movie called um, uh, Disco. Uh, that yeah. was just kind of a fun thing to do, kind of like a throwback to older stuff that we used to make. Um, so it took a week and make that like a little micro budgeted movie. We were gonna make something a couple of years ago, uh, but then like the lockdowns happened and like everything got pushed back. So I don't know what the next one is gonna be. Uh, right now I'm mainly focused on the like uh, the year in reviews. Uh, I'm doing it's what I'm in there editing now. Uh, 1960 in film. So oh, I did write a book. So. Once I do, uh, night. Once I finish 1960 in film, I gotta be like, okay, I gotta start getting this like submitted out and everything. <laughs> Mm-mm. Oh, he just wrote a book. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how my brain works. I'm like really ADHD as hell, so that's just like kind of how I yeah. like. I'm just so like, oh, I did write a book, and oh yeah, watch this like 1960 thing. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might do a movie. I'm not sure. It depends on what direction my brain's going that day. <laughs> when you when you write, do you find that um? Uh, critiquing movies a lot does that help or hinder the writing process for you um when I'm writing like uh thinking too hard where where that part of it comes in is not so much in the writing part of it uh because the writing part of it I mean again talk about just like a stream of consciousness and writing I mean that's what that is like I I uh I I like writing dialogue the best so I write all the dialogue out then I just kind of adapted and go from there and like convert it into like book or script form um but where that comes in is um like when we did um another cinema snob movie and um jesus bro before that uh when i would be looking at the rough cut uh because my buddy uh ryan mitchelly directed both of those and uh co-wrote them too so when i'm looking at the rough cut um i'm where my head is at is like okay what 
would I be making fun of if I was doing a review of this? You know, not that I'm like saying like, no, this is going to be perfect and flawless. Like not that at all. Just things that it's like, okay, if this can be tweaked, if this can be fixed, if that can be fixed, like that's kind of where my head's at. Like I'd say to Ryan, I'd be like, trust me, I would be, if I was doing a review of this, like not at all related to this movie, here's what I would be like uh, critiquing. So that's that's where that comes in. But not during the writing stage? No, because like when it's things like that, it's because when it's in the writing stage and when you get far enough into a rough cut, there is a lot of rewrites that are happening. There's a lot of compromise on certain things there's um things on the technical side of it that you're not thinking about when you're writing it so when i'm in that space in my head of like okay i would be pointing this out i'd be pointing that out it's things like um adring or something up with like a green screen or something up with or like some kind of flub that i can see like that that's more so what that is yeah yeah, I because I, I've wondered because for some reason, most of the stuff I watch like on YouTube is people making fun of or talking about movies. And then I kind of wonder, is that why I can't not turn off the critical, why I can't turn off the critical part of my brain if I try to write something? I can't turn off the joke part of my brain with it. Because I mean, mine is like, yeah, you know, I'm being like analytical about something. I'm giving like my opinions of the movies that I'm talking about. But it is through humor. It is through like jokes um, and, and not always at the expense of the movie, like, like at all, like uh, there, there's plenty, you know, it, it's like any movie review show. There's ones we're talking about that are good. And then there's movies that I really love, but there's still humor in there and there's still jokes. So sometimes if I'm just watching something just for the hell of it, yeah, there, there can still be some jokes, like just kind of um, instinctively going on in my head. <laughs> I find that sometimes trying to write that excessive logic gets in the it gets in the way, and uh, I didn't know if it was my fault for enjoying people critiquing things. Oh sure, sure. Um, yeah, I don't get like too. Yeah, that doesn't bother me too terribly much. Like when I'm watching something, like uh, sometimes it just comes comes down to whether or not I'm entertained by it. Like uh, I watched one earlier about a killer Christmas tree um and it's uh you say that but it's not as good as you think it is like, uh it's uh it's called the killing tree it just came out and i just i just did a review of it and that is more like uh where that comes apart is is in the fact that it it's kind of there's dialogue in it that goes on way 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 too long and you're just like checking out of it I love the fact that you're writing it down. It's not on Hallmark, Joss. You know? That means nothing. I don't like Hallmark ones. Okay. She, likes, one. she likes the shitty I Hallmark ones. I like the ones. really crappy Christmas ones. The right. real crap. The ones on... Um, oh, yeah. I like the Ion ones. The, the Ion. ones that are really That's crap. it. Ion. Yeah, the, like a Christmas kiss. And, oh, yes. Uh, yes. And all of those. Those are really Crazy. terrible. I like those. And they're all starring the same yeah. six people. Yes. Yeah. Usually, yeah. Yeah, six people in five sets. Those are hard. To, those episodes are hard to do. Like, um, 
I love watching Hallmark Christmas movies. I do. Like we just have them on, like just on the background here. Like my wife and I love having those on, even though they're all the same damn movie. They are. They are. <laughs> but you can sometimes tell when, like, there's one that they have way more of an interest in. Yes. Like yeah. the the network, because like, yeah, sure, it might have the same plot, but like the the editing might be better. The budget's mm-hmm. higher. Yes. <laughs> the budget. The oh, the but yeah, yeah, the budget. Like you, you can sort of tell when it's like, okay, this one right here like might be a write-off, but this one right here, I, I think they actually have some investment in this. You can um, always tell because but I've it's done, usually like, like episodes on a handful of them, and whenever I do, like they're copyright beasts about those movies. Oh, I can imagine. Um, oh, oh my god, like more, way more so than um most other genre that I talk about. It eventually got to the point to where it's like, I don't know if I can spotlight these anymore. It's too much of a headache. I can imagine. Uh, you can always kind of tell too, because they're either starring like Candace Cameron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or, um, um, Lacey Chabert. Yes. Uh, they were Lori um, Loughlin for a while, but she's kind of, you know, not right. Not right. Yeah. Uh, Ashley William, or, or um, not Ashley, uh, or yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ashley Williams, she's in a lot of them. Um, yeah, no, we uh, we love having it. It's about that time of year too, so we might have some on tonight. Yeah, it's okay. You can and you can tell the ones that have the, the crappy budget because they look like an episode of Go- Goosebumps, <laughs> or like the ones that are like a lot of them are shot in California, but the ones where um, it's clearly like. 70 degrees outside and yeah, yeah, they've yeah. still got them in coats yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah they're trying to pretend not to sweat yeah and yeah exactly all, yeah does california yeah. get cold though not really yeah yeah or they're trying to pretend not to sweat or you see potato flakes outside oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah. stock footage yeah. uh stock footage of like um uh establishing shots uh, a buddy of my my buddy ryan he he's edited some of them and yeah. i remember asking him about like the, the whole coats thing with yeah. it being warm outside and he was basically like yeah essentially what that is is like they put their coat on they say action they do the line and then they'll take it off <laughs> wow a lot of them are filmed in like june oh, yeah God, jesus cool. christ uh, <laughs> yeah yeah well hey should we be talking about the movie yeah so <laughs> yeah so we're here for i mean for this so i'm gonna try to wind into it so we have dolomite is uh, it as odd as the first time you reviewed it or saw it dolomite uh so the first time i saw it i was in high school yeah. um and I, i've seen dolomite a number of times so yeah. i uh um could pretty much just play the movie in my head really like the first time i saw it there was like a couple of us in school yeah yeah that's the copy yeah. i got like yeah. uh uh the, the rudy ray box set yeah. um so there was like a couple of us in high school there was me who the movie that I was kind of passing around to people like, yeah, man, you got to see this was Caligula and a buddy of mine, uh, a couple buddies of mine, they were brothers, Jacob and Nathan Tripp. They had, they had Dolomite, like they discovered Dolomite. So like they're, they're, they're passing around that movie and I'm like, okay, I got to 
see this so we're exchanging i'm like here you take caligula i'll take dolomite and so that was how i discovered that movie and then our, our video store had it too they they had that in human tornado and we got it we we love that silly movie so much that we were in a novels course in high school, we had to read different books and do reports on them. One of them was a religious book called Byzantium. And for extra credit, we could um, make our own like short movie version of whatever book we were reading, you know, so we would do stuff like Animal Farm and like, here's some pillows. They're supposed to be sheep, like, and <laughs> things like that. So we do Byzantium and we just, for no, the book is nothing like this. So for no reason, we just made Byzantium like Dolomite. <laughs> like, the guys got it like recover his like spiritual book or, or something i i don't remember the plot too terribly well i just remember like we used the same soundtrack a lot of slang a lot of the ending we had the same ending in it that dolomite had like what are you gonna do now huh. and like <laughs> so we loved it we loved it back then oh my God. so many movies with abrupt endings yeah, the movie, yeah, movie's over go home yeah <laughs> yeah there there's um i i debated whether to have like i looked up the history of black movie theaters and if you're watching this on visual there's a very good reason why we're not giving that because we don't mm. want to have um white people explain it yeah either you know, this, or, is, this is probably the whitest white cast you, you've seen in a while. So. I have a light shining on my face. Yeah, it's making it worse. <laughs> but I, I think you know, with the movie itself, I mean, it gets a little. I, it gets a little easier. I've seen it a couple times. I mean, this is the second time I've seen yeah. it. I had never seen it. Before. Absolutely, a first. Time. Oh, you guys saw it for the first time. First time. Yeah, I was aware of it, and that's about yeah. it. The boom mic was my favorite character. Yes. <laughs> and the boom mic operator you can see in the shot. Yeah. 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 Was he the guy in the in the uh the back uh the back room uh behind like in the hospital? Was that like the boom mic operator just leans into the shot like what? There's one shot oh, where you shit, can see him and he's like by a car and you can kind of see his head and his arm taking nice. out. <laughs> I'm, who... I'm sure it happens more than once. Was he the guy who ran in and turned the lights on? <laughs> during the fight scene at the end oh, oh yeah <laughs> i made a joke about him you know turning lights off and using his karate powers and then it happened i'm like wait no that's not how that's supposed to go karate powers. no yeah. no one in that movie has karate powers they have uh they have choreography powers and even that is very debatable <laughs> i do like the fact that they they thanked the chuck norris school of karate though yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. The Chuck Norris I didn't school. Know that was the thing. It, it yeah, is. No, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, it is. The, yeah. the, the Chuck Nordic Norris tracks everywhere. Yeah, so I was gonna say, like, it, they teach you how to sell Nordic tracks, and here's your black More like belt. Like Norris track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those. I mean, as a personal trainer and a black belt, I'm offended twice. Two <laughs> <laughs> degrees. So. Like, well, he he defeats people with his words and right. his magic bullets. That go in one completely different direction than it's pointed at. He does have powers. He can scare you away. He can show up and say a good line like, uh, I want you out of here in 24 hours. 23 of them are already gone. Like, that was a good line. That's a good line, man. Like, 
all right, I guess I will be leaving. That's too cool of a line. <laughs> I like to imagine he has chi powers. So when he kicks, he doesn't actually need to connect his foot yeah. to the guy's face. Well, he's, he's like he a just... monk. He's like a monk. He's got like five extra feet of, of reach. We're good. <laughs> Energy. Yeah. Or, yeah. This is that, that car washing. The car washing, whereas there's in front of Goodwill, and you can clearly yeah. tell that it's like three or four different days or different shots. Where, or the, when, you know, um, when he does the sidekick, and he just suddenly throw like you know the the crooked cop collapses into himself. Yep, and he fo- he collapses in upon himself like a neutron star, just <laughs> yeah. and folds in. In your opinion, Brad, was do you think there were any second takes in this movie? <laughs> I doubt it. Um, I mean, maybe some but i'm sure they just like for time and money reasons just kind of kept it going and um they weren't exactly experts really in their in the, the fields that they were working in but one thing that they had and it's why the movie works and it's still like um is still a movie that's talked about that is talked about and that's the fact that the movie does have personality like it yeah. does stand out like Rudy Ray Moore, while sure not giving like this spectacularly great dramatic performance, like he he is carrying it. Like he does have presence. Like he has presence, yeah. and he's also continually looking at the script in his lap. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. But I mean, it's a movie that shows that you can have all of those flaws that are right there. You can literally see them. Yeah. But it's a yeah. mixture of this labor of love that's coming from him that he he does have a very electric personality in the movie and all of that is making it engaging it is making it watchable it is like yeah you're laughing at like the boom mics that are showing up that are hilarious the plot that's really random and and some things that are just forgotten about the bad choreography and all of that but there is so much heart to it that you're kind of along with this ride with this like weird goofy kind of character who can just stop the movie and tell really long monologues about the Titanic. And <laughs> you're like, all right, this is just what we're doing now. Like he does. That was our reaction. Yeah, it's like there is a presence here to this. And I think it's improved a lot in um, Human Tornado. Like, but granted, the fact that the first Dolomite does have all of those flaws can kind of make it funnier. But everything that kind of worked and made Dolomite watchable in the first one, they do improve on it a bit in human tornado between the acting the humor and some of the more crazy far out lines that they that they give him i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna call this my favorite movie but i certainly had had fun with this one yeah it makes little to no sense but i'm okay with that oh that's why i said we should all be together watching this (laughs) yeah because it was separate, I know I'd get like texts like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, what, what have what have you wrought?" Yeah, I, I was just hoping they were our DVD apparently didn't have subtitles. No, no, no. I mean, so no. they were just That's trying to read lips. Sometimes, especially with Creeper, I wasn't bored. Oh, yeah. I Creeper, yeah, yeah, he's like a character, a, a very minor character, yeah. like well, yeah, so yeah. memorable. He's got his own theme music. 
And, and the, the thing that I noticed is that he has a Dolomite t-shirt inside out and backwards. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, like, was he paid in a t-shirt? Like, was that, was that his payment for his biggest fan? And I like that there is like a grittiness to the movie because of the film stock. And that can make a movie of like this of that time, like, um, a bit more watchable and that like well at least it's not like now and looks like it's just shot on a phone right um you know like but i've, I've seen a lot in that genre that don't work because of their flaws like uh there's one called like velvet smooth where the editing is like so bad you can't tell what's going on and i'm not saying the editing in dolomite is good but i know what's going on like yeah. I, you know, sure, the fists might not be connecting or anything like that, but I know what's going on in the context of the scene. Right. Um, also, there'll be ones like Lady Coco was one, which was more like the humor was a little more obnoxious than it was funny. And this, like, there, there, there is, like, Ru Rudy Ray does carry this movie quite a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, and... And the white stereotypes in the movie, though, it's incredible. Yes. Like, like when the uh, Mitch shows up and yeah. he kind of looks like Hugh Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That or, turtleneck. Yeah. Or, or the part where he's, he's snorting the coke and the coke is still in his nose. Yeah. Yeah. Human <laughs> Tornado has even more with like the redneck sheriff and everything like that. Like, I love that because, like, that was such a staple in movies at the time where you could be watching, like, you know, a black exploitation movie like Dolomite. You could be watching a James Bond movie. Uh, you could be watching, uh, you know, like a Burt Reynolds flick or something like that. And there will be the redneck sheriff that pops up in hmm. them. <laughs> The movie starts off and he's like, who's the baddest motherfucker? I'm like, I thought that was Shaft. <laughs> right. So is yeah. this after Shaft, I assume? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is 75, I think Dolomite was. Yeah. Okay, was this supposed to be a comedy or a parody or... I think all three, to be perfectly honest, like, because, uh, like, yeah, it is a comedy, like, since he's, right. he works, he works his comedy routines okay. in, into the movie. Right. Um, but it is sincere in that, like, there's flaws that it has that aren't part of the joke, like the boom mic and right. some of the bad fighting and, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the the bullets going off in a different direction. Like, not, that that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> it's supposed to be sincere in certain parts of it, but it is it is a comedy it is more of a comedy than um yeah like shaft or superfly that and the plot you're supposed to sort of take seriously because mm -hmm. yeah that, yeah so it's yeah yeah so it's sort it's sort of sort it's of like, it's, like a, it's like a roaring rampage of revenge that he forgets about the revenge halfway through and then comes back it's like oh yeah my nephew shit oh, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna beat somebody up yeah like you expect there to be a deleted scene, like he goes and sees the family, and wait a minute, somebody's missing. Fuck. Okay, oh, yeah, now shit. It. That's what'll happen with his movies, because he'll also throw like there'll be a lot of like silly comedy going on, but there will also be like social commentary of the time. Yeah. Dolomite does that. Some of his other movies do that too. Uh, Disco Godfather does, where it has parts of it that are very comedic. 
because I mean he's playing a DJ called the Disco Godfather, where he's got his own like catchphrases that they say a lot in the movie. Yeah. But then it'll get like kind of serious with this about angel dust addiction, mm-hmm. and it it ends kind of dark. Like so, it it'll have like some like competing tones sometimes in his movies you see so that intrigues me that's something i want to watch yeah that's like that's a fun one uh right. disco godfather yeah you see <laughs> see that that's it's like, it's like, yeah, that's... like disco godfather okay yeah. Yeah. let's I, all right yeah like, i hear the title it just makes me think it's like a Shadowrun villain uh, right but you don't want to run into a, a situation where a movie sounds amazingly bad but then it turns out to be boring like Surf Nazis must die. Yes, Ooh, that one yes. sounded amazing, and then yeah. we watched it and went, "Why?" Uh, I've also heard that the man who sh- the man who shot Bigfoot, uh, who killed Hitler and then shot Bigfoot, uh, that movie is depressingly boring. Oh! Yeah. Have you seen any one of those? I love Surf Nazis Must Die. Um, yeah, I've got a I've got a big box of it over in my office. Um, yeah, that uh, uh, the Bigfoot one I haven't seen, but I but I know what you mean. I, I know what you're saying. Like uh, the, the one I was referencing earlier, uh, the Killing Tree about a killer Christmas tree. Not as entertaining as it sounds. <laughs> but then again, I like Rubber. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 R- rubber itself was was just it's stupid but yeah, funny too much other yeah. than it was a killer tire yeah that was basically it yeah monster is funny if you've never seen that oh my god i tried watching half of that and that was is that the shot on shittio things that looked like i don't remember if it was shot on video but like it was it's been a while since i've seen it but it's the one about the guy uh, it's a serial killer named jack schmidt who turns into a turd monster um and it's kind of funny i i remember laughing quite a bit at it <laughs> the one I tried watching was uh, the video quality looked like somebody might have used a camcorder or something like a home. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I've elevator cameras. Yeah, yeah. I've directed. I've directed a few movies like that, shot on like high eight tapes. Yeah, <laughs> the the camera that's on your shoulder like a goddamn bazooka. Yeah, <laughs> I had. Yeah. Oh yeah, we used those in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could hear the motor. That's how you knew it was recording. You could hear the motor running in your in your ear. Oh, oh wow! You just brought back a lot of memories with yeah, that, dude. <laughs> oh, um, I was the AV club president, and I thought I was cool as hell because I was the guy who wheeled the, the TV into the room. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, so it was my it was my time just to do that, and I always had like some sort of shaft music playing in my head. Those were always the best days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone you knew was... it was gonna be a, you knew it was gonna be a good day in class when they wheeled the TV. And they in. wheeled that in, and I got to yeah, wheel they wheeled that in. Like we ain't doing shit today. Like yeah. we're watching like uh, McGruff or something. Like no, I was always the kid that they used to ask to bring the movies in because I had all the movies at home. Yeah. Because oh, I was a yeah. major cinephile, so I had everything at home. You're so also... they'd be like, "Do you have this movie? Yeah, yeah I do." You're the bootleg queen. I was the bootleg queen. So that was me. I expected. I did a ton of bootlegs. Uh, Yes. So many. (laughs) Now, I mean, there's parts of this movie that I just, how much do you think, I want to ask you, Brad, but I would kind of go around here, but how much do you think Rudy Ray Moore used his own clothes to some degree? Uh, Probably most of it. Yeah, because um, I mean, he would perform on stage as that character, yeah, and would be dressed just like that, like he, um, huh? But he's suddenly Mario. 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah. Even like, you know, when he got older and would still like do ads as that character would do. Yeah. Like it it is a character that does have lasting power. Yeah. Because like I would be flipping through, like, you know, it'd be like a few decades later, and I'd be flipping through like Premier Magazine or something, and there would be an ad for mints that's him on there as Dolomite, and it says Dolomint. Um, oh my god so there would be references to it like in magazines like futurama has a reference to it yeah um and mad mad tv had a lot of sketches about oh son of dolomite oh Mm. god oh those were great oh yeah Uh, things would make a lot more sense to me now yeah oh those those were yeah especially like will sasso playing the redneck sheriff yeah yeah yeah. a lot of it had was always a lot like uh yeah tornado yeah (laughs) i took your pimp cane dolomite and then you know change the scene he's just three feet to the side oh yeah yeah it just Mm. they're just they're just the differences that are weird but there's Way too much shag carpet, even for the seventies in this movie. <laughs> it's on the walls and shit. Yeah, shag carpeting is comfortable. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with shag carpeting, man. Like, I miss all of that. Now I just got these stupid hardwood floors. Oh, I kill for hardwood floors because because Nudge has irritable bowel syndrome. She <laughs> throws up sometimes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have we, we have, have one rug in this house. It's a shag it? rug. Everything else is like. I'm not, it's not hardwood, it's like vinyl. But, of yeah. course, whenever the dog gets sick, where does he go? To the comfort of the carpets. Like, you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, speaking of comfort, one of the things that we've got to go ahead and plug is adamandeve.com. <laughs> yes. And for adamandeve.com, we have our offer code MTTM, where you can get a discount and probably see some of the movies that our guests probably parodied. <laughs> Yeah. reviews of every now and then. So for adamandeve.com, we want to thank you for sponsoring us and go ahead and use the discount because gas is way too high. You might as well get a saving somewhere else where it matters. Adamandeve.com, offer code MTTM. Also, you don't need gas in your vibrator. Huh? <laughs> also, a gas-powered vibrator. Also, Adam and Eve, if you don't have those ET pornos, why not, cowards? <laughs> hey, yeah. Get the quadrilogy. Oh, no. Okay. I'm just saying. So how do you feel about the scenes in this movie? Uh, okay. Awkward, gratuitous uh, yeah. sex scene. I've got some opinions on this because... And at one point, the camera's shaking like from first person or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did not like want to see Rudy Ray Moore's old face. Yeah, I don't want to see but him above me in any way, shape, or form. Better yeah. than the mayor. Oh, oh. <laughs> slipping. Oh, there God. was more nudity from him than from anyone else in the movie combined. <laughs> it just—I mean, we're watching it, and there's the scene where you see it, and suddenly it's like, okay, he goes out of scene, and then he comes back in, and goes out and comes back in, and he's back and forth, back and forth, and you're like, why? Dude's got confidence. Like, like that's what makes it work. Like he's he's like he's confident. He's like, I'm giving myself a sex scene. I'm that freaking hero of this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I get it. Mm. <laughs> you know, you got a point. The Reverend and Queen Bee were also pretty memorable. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I love the Reverend. Yeah. And yeah. the Creeper, obviously. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the Reverend is the only one who seems to be really, like, having fun and know that he's in a shitty movie. Yeah. They just kind of, like, go with it, and he's just going to go, like, really, okay, if I need to be this, I'm going to animate, I'm going to go I'm gonna go crazy with it. I just like the fact that the Reverend is his own faction. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's wait. on his own. He doesn't have any affiliation to anybody else. He's just his own thing. Yeah. He has guns, and I, I don't know who he's going to sell them to, and I, he, he does it himself. Well, see, he, he's, doesn't, he's, he doesn't know either. Yeah. Uh, he's going to figure it out as he goes. He's, he's a Grand Theft Auto side mission, is what he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like, well, I don't know if I'm going to continue the main story right now. Let me see what the... Let me see this little marking on this church over here. and <laughs> Go inside there and see what's up. Yeah. Hey, there's all these guns in this uh, in this coffin. I wonder what this is about. <laughs> and should we talk about how when he finally gets the nightclub back, there is the movie like grinds to a halt to have musical segments, yeah, as if it was a seventies variety show. Or how he got the mo- the the club back because this movie logic, he steals the money from the safe. Gets the fifty thousand dollars, so he owns the he owns the club again. And he gives it, like, gives their money saying. to them. Says this is mine now. Blah blah blah. Get and out. And the one guy just follow him the whole time. After a while, he just sounds like the parents on on uh, peanuts. Like <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, that is something you would see a lot in like some exploitation flicks back then. And typically, it would typically it would be because like okay, we've got to pad out the runtime on this or uh maybe something to do with production like a quid pro quo thing like uh we want to promote this particular act right here and i see it in um like there's a movie called another son of sam i'll see it in serial killer movies like another son of sam where halfway through for like no reason there will be a lounge singer act and in that movie's case it was a guy named johnny charo um and then uh there's one called uh mr no legs where the same thing happens uh three on a meat hook like there will just be a lounge act in the middle of the movie i guess at least in dolomite sure it it, it's there and that it pads it out certainly and it's something that could easily be cut It, it at least in that i'm like i I guess it is weaved into the plot a little better, only in that the plot itself does have to do with lounge acts and like a nightclub and things like that. Whereas like I'm used to seeing it where like the plot will be going on and then the character just goes, I'm going to stop in there for a drink for a few minutes. And then they go in and we're watching someone perform for like 20 minutes. Right. right. <laughs> it's not raindrops are falling on my head. Okay. You know, I'll say for the four around the table, it's not Ocean's Eleven either. Oh, that movie just oh. ended. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven probably could have used that because at least that's probably what people are going to see. The you know the yeah. the musician guys they like. Yeah. But no, they well, didn't have any music in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the one with George Clooney is good. We're talking the original with the Rat Pack. Oh, yeah. God, that took forever. Yeah. Like, it ended twenty minutes ago. Uh, I just wrote a thing about it yesterday. Um, really? It, yeah, because I'm doing the 1960 in film thing, and that that, that was yeah, that, that's one of like the top ten movies of 1960. Uh, like it, it did really, really well, and I've seen it, kind of like what you guys are saying, where it's like I I've seen this movie, and it's like I remember everything about it, but the heist. Because right. like it was so much other stuff in it, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. The singing, the like. I don't know. Just, 
them kind of hanging out, really. Yeah. <laughs> how all the casinos have an identical office, and it's just the same office. They just repainted the safe in every single one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, your grandma liked the Rat Pack to yeah. begin with, so that's probably why she saw it. Yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to interview well, her I, with I, it, too. Yeah. I liked the Rat Pack, too. I liked the roasts. I yeah. watched all the roasts that they did. Me, too. Yeah. That was oh, why yeah, I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I, I love Rat Pack stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that movie. That movie. That movie yeah. was interminable. Yeah. I mean, it, it ain't Existo, guys. Okay, uh, do you have Existo a Existo movie... was less than 75 yeah. hours long, though, Remember so true. we're okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, what was the longest feeling movie that you ever had to review or watch? Oh me, uh, oh, uh, not even. Oh like God, I, time, the longest feel. I mean, I, whenever one is really, really long, I'll split it up into a bunch of days so it doesn't feel that long. Like I did one on Heaven's Gate that was about three and a half hours long, mm. and I yeah. split it up into like thirds so it didn't feel that bad. I guess ones that are really obnoxious, those can feel long, like uh, Nuki or um, To Catch a Yeti um, that are just like aggravating, like the characters are doing their best to annoy the crap out of you, like that usually when it's like a kid's movie like that, um, th those can feel very long. Yeah, now you did you did one of my favorite ones though. One of your reviews was that we did the Oogie Loves. Oogie Loves, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I was wondering if you had the backpack that you said you had, right? Oh yeah. Let me go grab it real quick. Uh <laughs> hang on just a sec. It's just over in my office. Yeah. Do we have a commercial break. Yeah, why don't we just do what we usually do yeah, here? We'll, we'll do we'll, we'll uh talk about 4041 media. Well, Brad's taking a, taking a moment here. And, um, yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. I do got it. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a crew, it's a crew bag. It's a crew tote bag. A, a buddy of mine from Michigan gave that to me. And I take it with me everywhere. Like, when I go to the movie, theater i put snacks in it uh if i gotta take my when i go when i go to the studio i put my laptop and camera in it it's like yeah it's my favorite bag man um now i saw Oogie loves in the theater <laughs> we, we got high as shit and like it was a few of us. We did a midnight screenings review of it. Yeah, and I remember that we went, one. Yeah. yeah, we went to it on a Sunday and we walk in there. No one else is there in the lobby. Like we walk in already. The guy standing there knew what I was going to say. So he was already like kind of smirking. And I was just kind of nodding, going three for Oogie Loves. And, you know, we look like this, like how I look now. Like, and 
the manager, she like just slowly turns around and gives us a weird look. And I'm just like, no, no, we're, we're here. We run like a movie review show. We're, we're here for that. She's like, oh, okay, cool. Like she, she believed us. Like, and she goes, do you want some like free magic wands? We're like, yeah, we do. And I don't still have them, but yeah, we got like these magic uh, glow uh, bubble wands wands or Ooh, something bubbles. oh they were like glow sticks they were like glow stick wands and so <laughs> it was the three of us in there and then oh the guy at concessions was like you are the first few people this weekend to come see this but in the theater <laughs> there was like us like at this movie for toddlers and, and there was a there was a guy there was a guy there with his kid and they they were sitting like a few rows behind us, They're probably just like, what in the hell are their grown asses doing at this like <laughs> movie a, for two year olds? Yeah, our reviewers. A we like a, a lot of us who do this for a living. Like we like trade stories about going to see Oogie Loves in the theater. Like there's you know the one the one that I s- said about us getting high and going to see it. My buddy Corey Coleman from um, Double Toasted, he also went to go see it in the theater as well. So a group of us will just like sit around and just talk about what it's like. I, wow. So that one was yeah. that? Did that one take forever? Seeming subjectively? No, like one because when I did an episode of it, I already saw it. Like, uh, so I knew what I was getting into when I uh, did the Cinema Snob episode on it. In midnight screenings, uh, when we were just went to the theater to see it, I don't remember. I remember mainly being confused by it um, and like kind of mystified a little bit. But <laughs> the, the the story of going to see it was so worth it. It was the same with same with when my buddy Corey went to go see it, and he said there was some mom in there with her kids and just. And he was there by himself, and she's looking at him like, "What is? What are you doing here?" <laughs> I, on me. I yeah. <laughs> Shiny DVD cover. Yeah, has, was that like your weirdest time in the theater in general? Um, <laughs> it was probably what we were the most out of place at. Well, maybe like we had to. I guess we've gone to see a few movies like that. I was at, um, I remember we were at like a, a Barbie movie um, and it was like at 10 in the morning, but we, we were the only ones there. Uh, uh, there'll be one, there'll be a lot of stuff like that where we're kind of the only ones there. And th- there's ones that like, uh, I guess I'm just, cause, cause I go see so much stuff that I'm not the demographic for that I'm just kind of used to it. Like if I got to go see one of the religious movies or something yeah. like that, like I'll, I'll be at, uh, there was one I went to go see. It was called um, El Coyote. Um, and, and it was bad. Like uh, it, it, I think I put it as like the worst movie that year. And it was the only movie I've been to where everyone else in the theater walked out um i stayed i was like i am sticking this out i am (laughs) i'm gonna make it to the end of this damn thing Uh, but everyone else in the theater just left throughout various points of the movie (laughs) (laughs) 
I I remember when I personally like I went to see uh, Ben Stein's documentary Expelled. Oh yeah, yeah. And that one was billed as a. Did anybody ever heard of that? I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. yeah, it was billed as a comedy, and I'm like, okay, Ben Stein's kind of funny, and I dragged the the uh, one of the former co-hosts of the show, Bob with me, and it was the two of us in the theater, and we didn't know like a few rows ahead, there was this guy who was really high out of his mind. <laughs> and, you know, everything goes through, and it's like super heavy, and just to give you an idea that, like, they're talking about the Holocaust, and, you know, dealing with being a Jewish person, and sure. dealing with the past, and all that, and it all goes, it's all very somber, and then the lights come on, and, you know, the credits roll, and this one guy just goes, yeah, this was awesome! <laughs> like, I'm gonna see this again! Like, what did we, like, we were all like, I'm like half asleep wondering, I'm like, well, what the, how did we just, what just happened? Like, that's, yeah, that it certainly <laughs> happened. Yeah, and it's, I, I mean, I think the only one like we've seen was the uh, like we were out of the demographic was the the Tromeo and uh, no no uh, not the Tromeo and Juliet the uh, the one with the lawn gnomes the Romeo and Juliet movie oh, oh Romeo and Juliet yeah That's <laughs> entertaining yeah but we were, like, like thankfully we were the only people in there at I one thought point. we saw that no oh, we, wait we yeah. saw it as part of it again at a hotel yeah true true you're right okay. yeah no yeah. I had I had a uh, um, I was. I went to go see Ghost Ship oh, when that's... it came out, and yeah. I was sitting. We got there late, and it was yeah. right at the beginning of the movie, and yeah. like everyone gets cut in half. Everybody's getting cut in half, but oh. I'm sitting in the front row because we got there late and it was a packed theater. Oh, so shit. me and my ex are sitting in the front row, and it got to the point where everybody's heads are getting cut off by that rope, and I started laughing I hysterically. That. Because I thought it was super funny. And, but I am the only person there who's laughing. And even my ex is looking at me horrified. And I started looking around and everybody in the theater is looking at me like I'm insane. But are you a connoisseur of uh, slasher movies and shit? Yeah. So. so I thought it was really funny. And they're all looking at me like I'm insane. And I'm like, okay, I need to be quiet. Oh. <laughs> I, I remember the second Nomeo and Juliet being very hard to get through. Uh uh Sherlock gnomes oh. um, and not even honestly like it was more I mean the movie was bad uh but I, I don't know if it made my bottom 10 that year necessarily but with that it was more like we had to go see it at 10 o'clock at night and because I think we had we had something else at seven so we had we had to, we pulled in a double feature and then at 10 we see Nomia or uh Sherlock gnomes and I'm so tired during it. Like I kept having to get up and like splash water in my face to like get through it. Oh. And it felt so long. And uh, we couldn't even talk during it. Cause like, Oh, this pissed us off. Like uh, we're sitting in there and the trailers are on. And, and at first we're like, Oh, okay. Well, we're the only ones in here. Cool. That means like, if we want to talk or something, we can. Then during the trailers, some guy came in and we're, we just like silent internally, like rolled our eyes, like, damn it. Like, what is, I'm like, what is this guy doing here at Thursday night seeing Sherlock Gnomes at 10 o'clock? It's like, yeah, to be fair, I went to go see Oogie Loves, like, but at least I got an ex- <laughs> at least I got an excuse. Like, <laughs> I was getting paid for it. 
Alright, so what we do now at this point is we have a game that we play on the show. It's called Fantasy Casting. So, yeah, so Fantasy Casting. We got our 2d20, we got a dice tray. Yeah. What we try to do is try to change the movie around, roll the dice, we roll above 20, and we change the actors around, try to see what's different. Or they could be, you replace them with actors anytime, or their characters, cartoon characters. Yeah. Or, just or there's a trend anything. we've been doing lately that I'm uh, I'm excited about. We'll get, we'll get into that. Oh. Because yeah. I'm sure one of us is going to bring it up. I, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes changes the genre, but yeah. you got a funny idea, crazy. Yeah. And it's all, ins- it's insanity and good fun, and insanity comedy, but sometimes it's kind of a bit of a... Yeah. Yeah, so we try to be able to do what we can. So for Dolomite, um, does anybody have anything first? The Dolomite Mountains? <laughs> okay, well, it's not spelled the same. Yeah. I would say, well, we're gonna, uh, we can go with the trend that we've been doing lately. Uh, replace the entire cast with Muppets, save for one actor. Question is, who are we not replacing? Are we keeping Dolomite as... Oh, uh, I, I guess we'd have to keep Dolomite... Yeah. He could be Kermit, and then he's always fucking around with Miss Piggy. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Miss Piggy would be Queen Bee. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh, Dolomite, I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're back. Creeper would be Gonzo. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so. And that's why we still roll dice. I don't know. It's, just, it's, it's old habits. Yeah. If it's. 20 or oh, above no, 20 that's, sticks. That's a 12. Uh, that's still only an 18. The dice okay, don't fine. Like it, so yeah. they're not yeah. Muppets anymore. Dice didn't like it this time. Okay. Yeah. Change not happening. Yeah. So I say the um, we take the cop, one of the white cops is like, you know, you like the black, you got the black bitches with you. I would say we replace him with Larry Lindell. Oh, he, oh, from. Like, from Mesh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just have that very whiny Frank Burns type. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't change much, but just for me. Just to see just to see the contrast because Larry Linville is also very good at playing the very like the, the person who seems to have a spine at first until he goes away. Yeah. And those, 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 those things get worse, so try for that. <laughs> um Remember. Yeah, it is not taking that either. No, that's it. Just <laughs> likes Dolomite the way it is. Yeah, the, the dice are not happy. It's a perfect film. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Yeah, he can't yeah. change it. I wanted to change the mayor. Um, to actual to, to actual Ron Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't want to change him to Ron Jeremy. That was oh, you. <laughs> I wanted to change him to Danny DeVito yes, as, thank you. as the Penguin oh, from oh, Batman. Oh, I am not a human being. Because that's what he kept reminding me of. <laughs> or he could have been Frank Reynolds crawling out of a couch. Either way, I really just pictured yeah, him crawling out of the couch. Really. Either way, it was it, yeah. Because that's what he kept reminding me of every time I saw him. All right, so let's see what we get. And then we can see if that changes anything. Probably not. Twenty-eight. Well, okay. <laughs> All right. So he's involved. Deeper um, in this crime scheme, if he's the penguin. I mean, he's the same character, but he's much more likable because he's Danny DeVito. Yeah. Oh. So, I, yeah. 
I'd say it would make more believable actions when he gets shot on the hangar of the plane yeah, and he yeah, realizes he gets shot, dies, and he realizes he forgot to drop his oh, gun. Oh shit, right, my gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Queen Bee? Didn't she fall? She over? got shot. She too. got shot in the back. Is and she then, okay? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we don't see her again. She just kind of she falls down and falls out of the movie. Yeah. Okay. It's the opposite of a cowboy switch. Yep. Yeah, just <laughs> what if Queen Bee was Dr. Bees? See, you got me thinking of Swarm from Marvel Comics, and that's just a Nazi made of bees. <laughs> that's a great sentence. What if Queen Bee was a Nazi? Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 that just makes everything way more complicated. Yeah, is she fighting Dolomite? Or is Dolomite a bad guy now? Or, or is, is, is Queen Bee undercover? Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're about as... Uh, we, we have about as oh. much understanding I'll, of the movie Nat, with yeah. this change as we do with the actual movie. Yeah, I'll, Wait, I'll take that one here. Okay. Yeah, 32, Brad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Queen, Bee, Queen Bee's a Nazi. <laughs> All right. Nazi now. now this becomes... I've seen Ilsa Sheewolf the SS run a harem of, uh, That's what I was thinking of. of women. So like, hey, guys, like, yeah, Queen Bee could probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm thinking, is this going to turn into some kind of Inglorious Bastards thing? And she's the main bad? Well, like... Who has to be good? There was, like, five minutes of the movie where it did turn a bit Tarantino-y. So... Yeah, right. The very, music, right yeah. You're running in the hospital. When we get, yeah. when we get to Mr. Burns. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. You mean, Lenny, you mean, uh, was it Squiggy? Yeah. Lenny. Yeah. Lenny. Yeah. I, I just put one for 22 to actually be Mr. Burns. So how is he gonna, like, He's shoot still up the place? He's room. He could just be... Blown over. Yeah, I would imagine like he would try to like lift a gun and then fall over while holding onto a gun. Wait, <laughs> did he ever pick up the gun and who shot Mr. Burns? No. No, he only had it in his holster. Oh. Well, so probably it, hold so it's gun. center of mass. Yeah. Like if he holds it out, he, if just... he holds it out, he falls over. <laughs> Like, there is a Simpsons episode where he actually, like, he tries to step on an ant and the ant just blows him over. <laughs> but then there's a later one where he yeah. actually punches a hole through a wall, and I'm like, what? That is completely out of character. What the fuck? Well, you know, there's no logic anymore anyway. Yeah, it's, it, everything, it's returns to, everything returns to normal after every episode. Right. <laughs> oh, man. So, wow. Anybody in it the all, sir? So how would the plot go? Yeah. Oh, Queen okay. B is a Nazi, though. <laughs> I'm telling you. Kurt. I mean, it would it work. It would go in a. It, it would the direction it goes in would make about as much sense as the movie currently does. So yeah. I mean, we're just taking a sharp turn to the right. Yeah. So I, is she secretly a bad guy, or that that would yeah, or like a bad guy the whole time that has to be stopped? She she's, took over the club. She's the one who's running all the the cocaine in the fish. Yeah. Or She's running the club from Ilsa Tigress of Siberia, same <laughs> <laughs> nightclub owner. I mean, well, let's let's face it. Queen Bee was basically running stuff anyway. Like Dolomite yeah. was just there. There, yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know. Probably doing the business, business, business. Yeah. She's he's, running the girls. Yeah, he's the figurehead of the whole thing. She's actually in charge. Yeah. <laughs> She's human she, resources. Yeah. She is human resources. Like literal human so, resources. Yeah. Remember the girl, the girl stealing her money. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, she is. It's like, and then she slaps her from three feet away. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, oh, okay. so if this is she's HR, then this is the office. Oh lord, is this the office with a Which secret Nazi Shroop? in it? Yeah, the oh god. Oh wait, is it is Creeper Shroot? Oh god. Oh god, this is getting weird now. Oh, yeah, wait, Creeper should be Kenny from South Park. 
Yeah, no, yeah, we did say that yeah, one. Yeah, Kenny's more intelligible. Yeah. Yeah. It rolled 40. a perfect forty. Ha! See, we have never had a forty in the six years we've done this. We haven't. No, oh, ma'am. We've gotten oh. close. Yeah, we've gotten close. We've gotten thirty-nine. Never... We never had a forty. Nice. South Park could work this somehow. Yeah. So this is basically the the dice sayings. Like, yes, we need to know what what creeper was actually fucking saying. Yeah, but not quite. But not quite. Yeah. Pick out words <laughs> here and there, and he's like, and then he gets shot up because you know he's talking too much. I guess, yeah. which is kind of funny. He's yeah. talking too much, and then just suddenly there are people in the room shooting everybody. Just like, okay, hold on. I, yeah. I know we've got some abrupt cuts they, here, uh, but huh? that might have been the seriousness. Oh no, you killed so Creeper, like, you bastard! Like Brett, you said that <laughs> where it's like the seriousness suddenly creeps in. Yeah. Oh, in Rudy Ray movies, yeah, yeah sometimes. Yeah, yeah, or it's like suddenly Especially it's like guys. it's profiling the heroin addiction of Creeper right away, and then suddenly right back <laughs> in the plot. Yeah. Uh, it's like that, oh, and then they. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget the guy who's just kind of standing there, like the finish him pose. Yeah, when, when he and Creeper he's never car. seen again. He's just there, and Open then, a beer yeah. bottle and then he flees the film. What the fuck are you doing? Bye. <laughs> like, that's the one I actually got up, and I'm like, okay, watch this part right here. Like, he, yeah, he straight he, up Vanna Whited at the TV. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Watch this guy, <laughs> it's the, it's the and best. then watch him disappear. Yeah. And then we he's never gone. see him again. Uh, uh, who would Cartman be? One of the crooked cops? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to say it's the big, the big chunky one. Yeah. The one that just kind of stood there half yeah. the time going, No. 15. Nah. No. All right. uh, so we just have a huge mishmash. Yeah. And of this movie is well, strange now. I, I yeah. think I just got to say it's weird to start. Yeah. So just here you see that everybody comes together and then they bang. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, yeah. Are, Wait, that's the end of song. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Oh. Uh, now everybody's food. Fucking sausage party. I mean, Jesus yeah, they did. Christ. Yeah, that was one of those. I'm like, oh my god. Like, what the like? The best part of that was seeing an old coworker of mine who used to be a Sunday school teacher. Like, come up behind me, and she's like, I thought this movie was just about fun people who are food. Oh, like, no. oh, you sweet little angel, you've been corrupted. <laughs> you can recommend Food Fight to them, but that's not really much better. No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> ah, uh, God. Alright, so I think we'll wrap this one up soon here, um, over here. So, Brett, thank you so much. Yeah. Of course, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. thank you. This was I, awesome. I'm so glad you've had time. It seemed like you had a good time with us. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. I love talking Dolomite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun one to talk about. Yeah, so... Um, Did you want to promote anything? Yeah, do you have anything yeah, you, you want to plug? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you want to see our channel, we're at youtube.com slash Productions, uh, or if you type in The Cinema Snob, you'll find us. Um, we're at Twitter at The Cinema Snob, and also on uh, channelawesome.com. All right. Hey, thank you so much. And, um, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, stick around for a few minutes, but just so, okay, so be good, take care of yourself, but don't be too good, guys.